0: Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, Today, we have uh, one of my writers from the writer's studio. And uh, I'm going to let him do most of the talking, let him introduce himself. So here we go. All right, I'll give you a hint. His first name is Charles. (laughs) Okay, Charles, want to tell us who you are? And uh, introduce yourself.
1: All right. Good morning, Sharon. It's uh, terrific to talk with you today. Uh, um, well, uh, I guess we start at the top. Uh, as you know, I also live on Cape Cod, the little uh, the little piece of land in the Atlantic shaped like a fish hook. Or uh, as my friend Cammie Lyle, the trumpet player from Harwich says, Cape Cod is an upward bent arm jutting into the Atlantic Ocean. I always loved that. She said yeah. that on stage one night while she was playing. I thought that was great.
0: That's a perfect. Um, what
1: a great time of the year!
0: I'm sorry. What? Go ahead.
1: What What a great time of the year! I mean, uh, the pine trees smell good. You know, the 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 beaches are filling up with visitors. Uh, the cranberry bogs look great. Uh, the whales are all around us. What a great place to live! And uh, I, I actually grew up on Cape Cod, Sharon. Um, uh, I grew up on the lower Cape in Orleans. Um, and back in the 50s, you know. Uh, Orleans was a pretty quiet village, you only had a couple of things to do the Reno Diner was there and you could get a, uh, you know, a sugar cone and a vanilla ice cream. And then you'd walk down and watch, you know, at the Nickerson Lumber Company, there was a uh, rail uh, spur that came in so they could unload lumber. And that was the that was a big day then, you know, that was a big day in <laughs> Orleans. It was hilarious. Wow. Uh,
0: See, those are some
1: of the things yeah, I did. You know,
0: I'm sorry, I said those are some of the things I had no idea. So that's really good, go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, I, uh, you know, growing up in Orleans, I ended up attending a Nosset High School. And um, I, uh, after that, I uh, went to community college and uh, community college uh, was in Hyannis at the time. It wasn't in Barnstable. And um, it uh, was located in downtown Hyannis. As a matter of fact, the big building that has the, uh, I guess we'd call them town offices, uh, right on Main Street in Hyannis, uh, that's the very same building that uh, Four Seas was in at that point. And um, we used to hide out on the fourth floor o- among the rafters, and uh, it was kind of a library up there. And you can see all the way to Hyannis Harbor, almost out to the end. It's, uh, and it's, like I say, it's a beautiful old building. But anyway, um, I-, I discovered writing Uh, uh, through you very late in life, I attended one of your uh, writers groups uh, that you were you were holding the group meetings in uh, the conference room in the uh, Centerville library. And I, I showed up uh, there one day, you had the place packed with people all ages. Uh, I was scared to death. And uh, that's where it all started. I was I was always a voracious reader but uh, I never really created an original story. And, uh, and now, now I can't stop. It's all your fault.
0: Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> oh, OK, um, are you ready for the next question?
1: Sure, why not?
0: OK, uh, the next question I'm going to ask you is what do you like to re- write? What genres do you prefer? And
1: what are you working on uh, now? There's three, three questions right there. All right. Uh, well, Sharon, I, I, uh, I, I really am concentrating on writing fiction. Uh, uh, right now, I'm writing uh, mysteries and short stories. Uh, but my very first venture in story writing was uh, a children's book published in 2020 that, uh, that you actually helped me with. Uh, the title is uh, Never Give a Lobster an Accordion. I think you probably remember that Uh, and uh, the main character in that uh, in that story is Eddie he's a young blue lobster uh, living in Nantucket sound he's a he's a he's a teenage lobster so you know he gets into plenty of trouble. Uh, He hangs out with a starfish, he has a vintage uh, Volkswagen bus that he drives along the bottom of the Nantucket sound. And he takes his buddies out for a seaweed smoothies like every teenager does you know instead of root beer floats you know they the lobster goes for the seaweed smoothies and anyway that's that's what happens in the story you know and uh, it, the title comes from uh the fact that uh, a fisherman we don't know why but he's angry and he throws his accordion over the side of his fishing boat while he's out in the middle of nantucket sound and uh the uh, the instrument uh, starts to head to the bottom, and it kind of seesaws, you know, on its way down because it's, you know, there an accordion is quite flexible. So it kind of flops around, and it almost lands on the roof of Eddie's bus and, and he gets all upset. And uh, anyway, I'm rambling on about Eddie. But anyway, he and his buddies, uh, starfish and a flounder, they they begin to kind of poke at this accordion and they begin to make make music with it. It's a pretty cool story. I I really had a great time writing it, but I'll tell you the the best part of it is uh, I worked with this fellow Paul Oberlander, and he created the artwork. Um, I had a you know a very rough first draft, and um, I uh, dropped it off at, at his at his office, and uh, he developed a whole catalog of uh, rough sketches for the characters, the, the other creatures, and, and the settings. You know that these that these kids hang out in, and uh, he really did a great job. He had, he had some quirky ideas instead of uh, the, the Volkswagen logo on the front of the Volkswagen bus that Eddie drives. Uh, he put my initials on it. And it's just kind of fun. That's the kind of guy Paul was he, he, uh, he liked to add his own little thoughts, you know. Um, anyway, I always thought, you know, this would be a great Saturday morning cartoon show, you know, I mean, a lobster driving a VW bus under the water, what, what could possibly go wrong. I think kids would. <laughs> probably get a kick out of that, but, but anyway.
0: Okay. All so right. after, oh, no, I, I'm, after, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you for no, just no, no, a second. Um, I'm, I was privy to the book because, and I love the story and um, you can get it on the Amazon. It's adorable. It really is. And I think it's good for all ages. It doesn't necessarily have to be for children. <laughs> 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 uh, i you. also i also know that you published another book recently
1: i i did uh back in um i guess it was the first part of december in 2021 um i, I managed to cobble together a first novel um and the title of that is the last breath of uh, sean saigon it's uh you know it's it's a stumbling rolling kind of story about a petty thief and uh he wants to uh He's offered this next big job. He wants to make some more money. He uh, he's looking for the big, the big payday, and he wants to climb the crook's ladder of success. But <laughs> he um, he gets caught. Anyway, the story begins in Great Britain, <clears throat> it meanders to the Azores, and finally to the Bahamian Islands for its uh, for its ending. So the main character, his name is Sean Sagan, and uh, he's my thief. He's my guy. He, um, he, had a rough, uh, he had a rough childhood. His father was a crook, a thief. Uh, to give you an example of his father, his, his father stole a, a bicycle from the back of a hardware store to give his son something at Christmas. I mean, that's, uh, that's quite a lead up to a young man's, uh, young man's future right there. Uh, anyway, uh, some of the other characters are um, this guy, Simon Avery, he's a professional who discovers that, uh, he's been betrayed. And, um, there's a wheel of dealer, Brad gray. He's, uh, he's out for revenge. Um, these three guys are, are drawn together in the story. They're, uh, they're kind of pushed together. They begin to, their lives begin to overlap and each one suffers, uh, because of poor decision-making and, and actually just plain old greed. They, uh, they think they're going to uh, get over on everyone else, and and, and they don't manage. Uh, they don't manage to do that. Anyway, that's what that book is going. That's that's what that book is about, and um, that's out in paperback and an ebook.
0: And that one you can you can also get that one on Amazon. Just so I'll tell the readers, I mean, tell the listeners that they can also get it on Amazon. It's a good book. I've read it. Um, it's twisty plot i don't know how you did it but uh, the plot just seems to y- you never know where it's going to go let me put it that way <laughs> so, <laughs> and, no it really is a, it and it's a—I—I i put it in the category of a thriller because um
1: well thanks
0: yeah Thank i really think so um it's definitely not a, it it's definitely A book that's going to keep you awake so you're going to read it at night while you're in bed hello (laughs) you can't put it down okay so great thanks let me uh, we'll go on let's move on to the next question unless oh no i know you're writing something well how about your flash fiction i'm gonna feed you a prompt here
1: Sure. Well, I I, uh, discovered flash fiction in your group, and um, there are three or four of us that uh, have sort of latched onto that. It's very challenging. We chose, you know, either 500 words or 1000 words, and you really have to have a complete story in that, in that, uh, in that size of of a story. And it's, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. It's, it's very, very challenging. I mean, I guess the, the, you know, the biggest challenge is getting out the 350 page novel but trying to communicate with a reader in just 500 words and maybe give them a shock or or a thrill or or a you know give them a couple of twists is really difficult and uh, our our group is uh has adapted that uh, <laughs> that genre and we've really had a lot of fun with it yeah um i i enjoy it i enjoy it as a filler in between you know doing research or, or something else you know sometimes you, you get up in the morning and you want to do some writing and it doesn't work but 500 words can flow out of your fingers pretty easily so yeah that's fun i enjoy that
0: okay now that that leads me into the next question is where do you like to write where where do you write do you write in the basement uh in a bookstore
1: i'm uh I'm very lucky. uh, I I have a little home office. And, uh, you know, I have a skylight, you've seen that in zoom enough. And um, and I have a door that closes. So uh, I'm I'm able to hide out and, um, and, and and try to get into a story. Uh, I I tend to jot down notes uh, for the storyline, you know, as my day is going, even if I'm not home writing or whatever, I keep a notebook with me, or, or even just a a couple of sheets of paper, I try to add some characters or maybe add a location that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I've got an old, I, I probably spend most of my time sitting at home in this office. I've got a, a laptop that I should have put the rest years ago but I'm still using it. <laughs> um, and, and I have an old beat up leather, covered leather bound notebook and and, and I might go to the beach or the shore or a harbor or something you know and and. Um, write longhand, which actually works pretty well. I mean, it, it might be slower to get the original words down, but when you end up typing it, you sort of edit the story as you're going. So it's that's kind of fun, I, I enjoy that. I always have a chair and a small table with me uh, in my van, so I, I'm able to uh, stop somewhere and uh, hang out, watch the world go by and do a little writing, that's important. Um, I also use a little phone app, too. You know, I, I don't have to even have a notebook. I can use a, one of the little Google apps and uh, not to sell for them. But, you know, any of those little writing apps are really great fun. You can put some phrases in there and, and then, uh, you know, blow those up later into maybe what the thought was, you know.
0: Oh, that's good advice. Actually, that's really good advice. I haven't thought about the phone, but uh, I always keep a notebook with me, a little handy, small one that fits in my pocketbook. And a pen, naturally. And, you know, because you never know when you're out uh, and about, you never know what kind of thoughts are going to come to you. You know, if you're in the middle, of, um, if you're working on a book and you take a break, uh, that's one that sometimes that's when the thoughts come, you know, when the ideas and the plot twists and the character development that's when it, that's usually when they show up or sometimes when they show up so it's a good idea to have a little notebook and a pencil or pen whatever you prefer which
1: yeah, leave I, you I, 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 I agree completely <laughs> i agree completely i think i think it's important that uh you keep things moving even if you're on the road driving somewhere you know you can you can talk into the uh the the mic on your phone and record something if you think it's a good thought. You have to keep it going, and you can't afford to lose it. We're not uh, we're not 23 years old anymore, and uh, we <laughs> need to keep those thoughts going and uh, and uh, and flowing. You know,
0: <laughs> and you know that that's but, uh, that's a good point uh, because y- you don't want to slow that uh, that thought process down. That's the creative in you know coming out in you and the the more things you can think of to keep those thoughts alive the better off you're going to be and the better your book will be too or your manuscript or whatever you're working on and you know everybody doesn't want to write a 800 page novel they you know sometimes they just want to write because they like to write so let me see what's my next question oh Um, when do you write, when's the best time of day that you find to write?
1: Well, I, uh, Sharon, I tend to write in the morning as early as I can, but, but, uh, uh, is if I can hide out, I'll write any, any time in the course of the day and try to get two or three hours in, you know, as, as I can, but I tend to write more in the morning. Uh, I try to shut down, you know, get a few chores done and then block out anything. It's, it's, I think it's important that you have to dive into the story and touch it every day. Um, if you don't, you lose contact with your characters, you know, we all know your characters start to talk to you off the paper after a while, you know, they mumble at you and you, you have to listen to them. You know, this
0: is true. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes the character really drives the story and you have no idea where it's going to take them or, or it's going to take you. Um, In fact, I think Beatrix Potter said that too, you know, that her, her characters used to talk to her and tell her how they wanted her to write the story, not how she wanted to write it. So I think sometimes our characters tend to do that. I really do. I know, um, well, Mayan do, I mean, obviously, because we take some pretty quirky places and things and Um, but I knew a biographer once, uh, he has since left the planet, but he was, he wrote, um, his last book was Churchill, uh, a biography about Winston Churchill. And he said that Winston Churchill was right there in the room with him as he was writing it, or at least he felt that he was, you know, his presence. So it's amazing, isn't it? Huh? And you know, I, it, and we, it, we do some
1: nasty things to our characters. Is. Oh, I'm sorry. but No, no, no. I'm just saying. I couldn't agree more. They, and they, they tend to. <laughs> I find, you know, if, if you listen well enough, they'll prompt you and 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 try to keep the the challenging paragraph or chapter going. You know, when I'm when I'm stuck on something, they'll whisper in your ear or something. <laughs> I know people think that's a crazy thing to say, but. No, it, it, you know, some days that's the way it feels, not all the time, but some days you know, you need that hint and it's coming off the page. Like I say, people won't believe it, but it's true, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's well, funny. I, I totally believe it because that's that happens to me too. So, and I know it happens to a lot of other authors and writers that we talk, you know, in our group, especially. So, I know we're, we're, we're kind of quirky. <laughs> Okay, um, now big question: Why do you write?
1: Well, geez,
0: covers um, a lot, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, for me, writing is the great the great eraser. I uh, I am, and well, we all are. We're constantly barraged with insanities from TV, everything around us. You know, it's it's never ending. Internet. So I think it's important that you unplug, and my my means of unplugging from the debris and and and, and all the all the stuff around me is is to write. I just enjoy it, and uh, I find it a stretch. You know, uh, writing is is uh, it's 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 exhilarating, but in the same breath, it's it's exhausting. It's. Um, it's, it's an exercise it, it um, to to write something out and then polish it and then look at it the next day and and go what in the world did I write that for and then repolish it re-edit it's it's uh it's it's uh it's a chore and it's and it's a wonderful chore at the same time i mean I'm just in the earliest stages of learning how to write and and learning to construct a story and and um it's, uh, so I try to keep at it every day. doesn't mean I write a thousand words every day, that's for sure. But I, I try to touch something every day. And, um, and that, that, that's my bliss. That's what, that's what keeps me going. that's what I look forward to. Um, as long as I'm able, I'm going to, I'm going to put some words down on paper, put it into a file in my, uh, my laptop. And then, uh, attempt to edit it into a story at a later, t- later time later date and and that's I look forward to that I look forward to that struggle of trying to take the, that three or four hundred words that stumbles across the page and try to turn it into something that maybe somebody else would like to read I, I just to me that's a thrill
0: I think you just let la- you just answered my last question was how how do you feel your writing is going to impact others um, or society in in general and I think you just well, kind of answered that
1: well well yes but it, you know I mean I, it's strictly entertainment as far as, as I'm concerned maybe some of it has a bit of an edge but it's it's still just entertainment and, and uh, you know one way or another if someone is is uh, is taking the chance on on buying a book to read it uh, uh, you know it's up to us we can't we we positively are not allowed to disappoint them if if it's supposed to make them laugh we hope it'll make them laugh if we're trying to shock them we hope it'll give them a little jolt and um uh, you know if, if i'm so pleased if someone decides to take the time to to read one of my books one of my stories and its entirety i mean that's that's a, that's a thrill. I've got some neighbors that you know ran right out. The minute they heard The Last Breath of Sean Sagan was, was, was published, they, they ran right out and bought the book and, and read it and did a review and called me on the phone and sent me an email. I thought it was incredible. It's a heck of a thrill to have something like that happen. It really is. But how it'll impact society in general, I don't know. Like I said, I write, I'm trying to create some entertainment. So we'll see what happens, I don't know.
0: Well, I think you just answered that because you said entertainment and we write, uh, sometimes we write, and I know I write goofy stuff sometimes, but you just wanna make your audience smile or, or Come away with a good feeling of whatever you've put on paper. You know that that you've left them with something. Um, the other day we talked about creating a memorable character, and I I like to think of um, uh, wow, never mind. Oh, I'm not going not gonna remember his name, but I guess he wasn't that memorable a character. But sometimes like, okay, I have a memorable character. How about Darth Vader? Yes. He, yeah, he's the epitome of a um, an antagonist. Yeah, and he's a memorable character. I know we see him a lot or we've, we saw him a lot on screen But still, he left it, just like Charlie Chaplin. That's who I was trying to think of. He was a memorable character. He created a memorable character. Now, he did his physically. We write them that way. And, you know, if if somebody comes away from reading one of your books and the character stays with him, that's wonderful. That's a gift. You know, and, and the fact that people... Uh, reading uh, uh, stuff I think you said it I think that's a gift too so now my last question and always I always ask my my writers this what what um thought would you like to leave the listeners with about writing what thought
1: writing, writing cannot, can't be a job. It has to be, uh, it has to be your bliss. You can't force, you can't force things onto the paper. It, it has to roll on its own. You know, it has to tumble. It has to, and it's all out there. I, I've, I've written stories based on looking at a family on route six, a sitting on a, on a picnic bench and, and, and wrote a, uh, uh, a story about a family, you know fighting. Uh, fighting about your children and things, uh, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere, but you can't force it. It just has to roll. You have to, you have to be calm. You have to listen to what goes on around you and you have to keep reading. The more you read, the better writer you become. As far as I'm concerned, I have to, I have to have two books going every week. I may not finish them both in a week, week's time, but I want to have a couple of different, different genres of, of, of books going. In the course of a week and, and try to learn something from from two authors, two different authors every week. I, I don't tend to I don't tend to read one authors last 10, 10 books that won awards. I don't need that. I need 10 different authors, whether they won awards or not. I don't care. But, but, uh, but is it something I want to read. And there's a lot of people writing such wonderful, wonderful books. Uh, wonderful prose. So uh, does that answer it? I'm not sure.
0: (laughs) Well, it does. It does. It really does. I think one of the things that you said about being a voracious reader is what makes a good writer. And, uh, you know, Stephen King said that and um, a lot of others, too. Um, I have to I'm going to end kind of with a little joke. It isn't a joke, because Isaac Asimov, one of his quotes. He said that all he does is just sit down at the computer and let it, and how does he put it? I sit at the computer and bleed. <laughs> oh, gee. You know, I just thought that was too funny. But anyhow, yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's true. It's life, our life, blood sometimes goes into these books. When I did the airport book, holy smoke. I mean, that was such a big part of me that went into that book.
1: Yeah. So yeah, what a great read. I, I, I had that that got delivered uh, a week or so ago. I, I just really enjoy it. It's fascinating. People, uh, everybody that everybody that breezes through Cape Cod should uh, should stop and read it because it's fascinating. where we are today on the Cape and and where we were and and how it evolved and the people involved. It's all, it's terrific. It's a great read.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Well, you're very welcome.
0: Oh, thanks. But you know, you also, because you grew up in Orleans, which I'm sure at that time when you were growing up, it was very different here on the Cape. Very, very different. And so the times... You know, I'll bet you well, I don't know if you'll ever write a story about that, but you just might. <laughs> okay. I think we're gonna end there. I think I've been well probably. Oh, what what's the word I want to say? I think I've never mind. <laughs> there goes, there it goes, there it goes, right out. Anyhow, I think we'll end here for our readers and thank them for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Stay tuned. To-
1: thank you, Sharon. I enjoyed